From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. You know, one moment I remember a few years ago where I realized just how bad I was at listening. It was a a friend of mine at work during the lunchtime and I was busy sort of looking on my phone at stuff and and he was having a conversation with me and it's lunchtime. So I should have even been looking at my phone, to be honest. Like I I should have given him the respect and actually, you know, concentrated on on the meal and and talking to him. And I heard a few of his words and then he mentioned something about his uncle and I just went, oh, okay, that, that, that's interesting. But I hadn't listened to what he said. What he had actually just told me was his uncle had just passed away. Oh. And he then just looked at me, went, there was complete silence, and he said, did you hear what I just said? Mm. And I went, oh, sorry, well, say that again then. And, and it was, he, the look on his face was just shock yeah. and horror. Yeah. And I knew just at that moment, what was I doing? What was I doing? How dare I not listen to mm-hmm. him and, and give him that, that time and that focus. And ever since then, I've been really conscious about making sure if someone's sat there in front of you, yeah. no phones, you know, the conversation should be very focused and we, we should be giving that respect to one another. There's a, there's a poem and I learned it from the movie Equilibrium. It's a great movie. And they quote it in the movie. The end of the poem is, and I being poor have nothing but my dreams and I've laid them at your feet. Tread softly for you tread on my dreams. And when someone gets real, it's such a gift of them laying themselves out, really being vulnerable and saying, I'm going to take a chance at human connection and say something real. But then they're saying, how are you going to respond? And unfortunately, I think so many people have been burned or don't feel a connection remotely that people being vulnerable like that, I, th- I feel like have decreased. I feel like it doesn't happen near as much as it used to. And, and I love talking to people, I love connecting. I haven't gotten to go out, you know, and sit down and have a coffee with as many people as I'd like to, you know, that one-on-one coaching where you just sit there in a casual environment with a coffee and you're just Tell me about what's going on, you know, and you could really empathetically listen. So, so when those opportunities happen in today's world, whether they're remote or whether they're, you know, you happen to be able to meet someone in person, I think it's such a wonderful gift that, like you said, you know, looking at our phone or, or doing what else is there that we could be doing that is as valuable as giving another human the opportunity to connect and be heard and understood and empathized with like what a powerful moment to pull out your superpower right it's almost like if you were superman you know it's time to jump in the phone booth and change right because that's the moment where you can either show up and be the superhero and connect and facilitate that ongoing connection or you could say i'm just i've got something i got to go do i'm really busy right now or I'm distracted or whatever, you know, the case may be. So I think those opportunities are, are rare. If you feel like you have them all the time, whoever you may be watching this, 
I applaud you and I encourage you find the ones that matter and take advantage of those because, you know, I'd, we only get so many days on this earth. We only get so many breaths. I'll challenge you. You only get so many opportunities to connect with people, whether you create those or whether they create those, whatever creates them, you only get so many opportunities. You can either press in and add one more human connection to your life experience, or you can pass by and say, I'm too busy. I've got all this stuff. My mind's all cluttered. I've got my own problems. I've got my social media feed and my 6,000 followers, whatever, and miss that opportunity that really is a great opportunity, a rare opportunity, and they should be honored for that. Nice. Wow. Love that. I think that was a deep moment right there, Isaac, just going there because, I mean, you're a coach, right? So yeah. as a coach, I assume listening is quite important. And building connection is pretty important. It is. And do you feel that when you're in that moment, that there are times when you're distracted? How do you stay on track? How do you stay focused? How do you ensure you give that person the empathy when they're talking to you? Yeah. So when I'm one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's a lot easier because normally I set the the boundaries, right? And I say, this is going to be you and me talking. And so I intentionally, if it's just me and someone else talking, I see that as an opportunity. I switch into level three listening and I really engage. And that's just coaching nature. It's a lot harder <clears throat> when you're coaching a team or you're in a business setting and you're maybe coaching, call it coaching on the fly, right? It's not a, it's not a sit down, let's block out the world and turn off our phones and talk. It's a, you're in the middle of a meeting and something is happening and you've got to decide, do you engage? Do you not engage? And the thing for me that I think really stands out in a coaching setting with teams, it came from Lisa Adkins, coaching agile teams, this concept. And, and it really stuck with me because I used to be a developer. So I used to, you know, be the one doing the code. And so when I started coaching teams of developers, it was very easy for me to want to jump in with them in the conversation to, well, here's what we need to fix, or here's what we need to do. Or, and, you know, even now as a coach, let's say we're working in a tool, trying to organize the work we're going to do. It's very easy for me to jump in and, well, let's do this, let's do that. And try to get involved with a team. And what I learned from Lisa Adkins and I've refined since is as a coach, if you show up as a coach, whether you self-identify or whether you are given that title by the business or the team, right? You're going to be our coach. Your job, my job as a coach is to be the listener, is to watch the people, is to work with the people where, not with the software. Even if I can engage with the work the people are doing, no one else normally in the room, in the setting is tasked with how do the people interact and listening and trying to enhance those connections. That's my role. Whether I self-identified as a coach, I'm going to coach them because they need a coach or whether I'm given the title of a coach. And so I show up in the room. Hi guys, I'm your coach. No one else, everyone else is there to do the work, to organize the tool, to get the stuff done. Unless they're just a really empathetic person, they're not going to be doing that. And how are we interacting as people? How can we better connect? That's something that really only falls into my mindset, my purview. That's what I'm looking for and I'm listening for. 
And if I don't show up in that way, no one else will. And that's what finally got me off of being a developer coach, you know, a player coach, as we call it, and into being, I need to be the guy who listens and who pays attention to the human element of the room, of the team, of what's happening. Because if I don't, no one else will. Again, maybe there's a super empathetic person who naturally kind of watches people and does their work. But if I'm showing up and I'm identifying as a coach, I need to be the one to say, this is my job, my superpower, my space. I'm going to do the best I can. And that comes through listening and observing and really being in tune with the human connections that are happening in the room or in the meeting, you know, if it's virtual. So I think identifying as a coach and recognizing it's me or no one looking for these things, working on these things, paying attention to these things. I think that kind of made it a sacred responsibility for me. And that helps me elevate it beyond whatever else is happening. My desire to jump in and help. It really helps me elevate that. I've got to be the keeper of human connection because no one else is, has identified, oh yeah, I'll watch human connection. As a coach, I'm showing up and doing that. And so I need to be very cautious and respect that because it matters. Human connections matter. And as a coach, if I can facilitate those on a team, that's the most important thing I can do, in my opinion. Oh, what I loved about that response, you mentioned people wear over software, that shift. That yeah. was really nice. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of coaches, I'll say a lot of coaches in my field are worried, oh, I'm not going to be a good coach for C++ programmers because I don't code C++. And what I, I've started saying to other coaches is, you don't need to know C++, you need to know humans, you need to know people. That's what you're coding. You're not coding in C++, you're coding in feelings and emotions and trust and empathy and belonging. It's a very different language to code and develop in. And on that note, Isaac, we've run out of time. I wish we had lots more time to talk this through, but unfortunately we are out. Just want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing those insights with our audience. Uh, any last words from you? I'll just say this has been a pleasure. And again, I really appreciate our relationship because even talking about human connection, even without us, we've never met in person. We've never gotten to shake hands, but I feel that human connection between us as we work together, as we promote the community, as we talk. And so I just want to respect that and say thank you for being a great friend and for, again, giving me this opportunity, able for me to be open and honest and have that human connection with you, even as we share with your audience. So I've really enjoyed it. And just thank you for the opportunity. I encourage everyone go out there and do something awesome. Find some great people to connect with and, and be a superhero. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much. And the feeling's mutual, my friend. So thank you once again.